Yeah, good evening, everyone. It is great to see you tonight. We have a real treat in store. Uh, about 26 years ago, I was in my early 30s, and I got a phone call. I was in Palestine, Texas, and I was pastoring Linnell and I, and Pastor Kennedy called me and said, I want you to come preach in Texarkana. I think the Lord wants you to go there. And uh, lo and behold, we got to praying about it, and I was driving across from Palestine, Tyler area, 155, and I felt the Lord speak to me as I crossed 155, second little bridge. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Cypress trees were there, and the Lord told me he wanted me to come here. And uh, this evening, I wanted to honor the man who, uh, who founded this church, who opened the door to me, who trusted in me, Pastor Lawrence Kennedy. Give him a big hand this, this evening. Praise the Lord. Now, Father, I thank you that we've got a good spirit in this place and such a great promise that you've given us. Let us, Lord, reach into the life of abundance in every way. Bless us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, thank y'all for great. You can be seated, everybody. Well, I made a good choice in finding John, didn't I? <laughs> That's the truth. And the nail, I was thinking about it. John asked me to say a few things about, you know, how this church started many years ago. And, and um, the nail, I remember her when she was just a little girl in our church in California with Emmanuel Kenneth Stracy, and I was his assistant pastor. That was a long time ago. What a great man of God, Emmanuel Kinestracy, was then and is now, and a very much of an encouragement to my life. You know, we started this church on Ave Street, Martin Luther King Boulevard, and that was a unique experience for me because I was sent by the church in California to come back to my hometown and start a church. So I came back here, over there in that area, and I began to minister to wonderful people in that area. I'd walk up to all the black people that lived in the area, knock on their door and says, I'm down the street pastoring. Would you come down and join the church? And you should have seen them look at me. They said, what are you doing over here? That was a unique experience, but some of the most wonderful people I've ever met in my life was in that area, and they were very close to me in many areas. They helped me in difficult moments in that area. It's very difficult to be able to start a church and go through that sort of type of experience that I went through in those years. And that was something to think about it that in 19, I think 75 or 76, started this church. That was a long time there, a long time ago. And then I remember some of the difficulties I went through and finally married my wife, Coral. She came from the same church where Emmanuel Kenneth Tracy was her pastor. Matter of fact, I was thinking about it today that I remember him walking me around a pool one day and said to me, he says, have you ever looked at uh, Coral Weeks? And I'd been looking at her for quite a while, but... <laughs> He said to me, he said, don't you think you should date her? And I went, no, I don't. And then I finally dated her and married her. Amen. 
it's kind of strange to have a guy that's a prophet of God like this guy walk around talking to you. And he is a prophet of God. There is no doubt about it. And he would begin to help me in so many areas. Then I remember that in that area that this property you're on right now, I remember finding it out here in next to Spring Lake Park. And there was just a road right over here that came down. It was the only way you can get in this land here. And then I had a friend called Senator Long. Senator Long was my friend in Washington, D.C. And I called him on the phone because I was in charge of Washington for Jesus under John Jimenez in those days. And we, I made a friendship with this gentleman and uh, I called him on the phone. I said, we have no property, no way we can get into the front of the building. There was no, no we had no property, no way of getting into the front of this building. And he said, well, I'll just give it to you. And he gave me that whole front all the way to Spring Lake Park. And the next week they came out here and signed it over and gave it to us to be able to have entries into this parking lot right here to build a church here. That was an amazing situation. All those miracles happened. See, long as you have the touch of God on you, you're gonna always have a blessing of God on this church. But you got to have the touch of God on you. Because if you don't have the touch of God on you, you're in a bad situation, amen? This church is in a bad situation without the touch of God. But you have that in John and Linnell and their beautiful children and they've raised their children. I watched them on Facebook constantly. Man, he's got a beautiful daughters. And I don't know his son, but he's the same age as my son. And it's amazing to be able to watch them. And these people have raised good children. So you can trust them to help you to raise good children yourself. You can listen to them and they'll give you that. John came here in 1990. That's 26 years ago or 27 years ago. That's a long time ago. I was here 13 years. He's been here 26 years. He is really a person from Texarkana. Even though I was born to him, he really is from Texarkana. Because I started thinking anybody could stand it long enough like I did. I was born and raised here, I know. But it's amazing to be able to see what God does in my life, in John's life, and in your life as you have a great church here. There's so much to talk about this way. We can jump in this subject and talk all night, but there's been a miracle in my life and John and Linnell's life and your life to be able to have this great church right here. It's amazing to understand that, to be able to comprehend what God has done here. You've got to have the touch of God on your life. If you don't have the touch of God, you are useless. But with the touch of God, you are something and you can change the world that you're involved in. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You remember that Matthew the sixth chapter talks about it in the 10th verse. We really wanna see something happen in our life but our number one thing is to learn about the Holy Spirit more than anything else in our life. The Holy Spirit has been my guide in my life all through my years. And also with John Miller coming here and Danelle coming here and being able to be your pastor for all this time and look at this church. It's so much better than what I had here. It looks better than what I had here. Even though back in those days it was new, but it's not as pretty as it is now. 
So I watch it and I'm, I'm overwhelmed with what I see when I come into this church. The type of, type of experience that is happening to the people because of leadership that you found in your church. I cannot say enough about John and Linnell Miller. I've known them for a long time. And to be able to stand here tonight and know that I heard from God, I did good, and you are the blessing that I see in this church, and it makes me feel so happy. There were so many miracles. If you're gonna give a hand, give one to God, please. There were so many miracles that we've got to be able to comprehend that God really wants us to see these miracles in our lives. I started realizing that I had direction in my life and you had direction in your life and you got blessed in your life because of that touch from God. There was direction. The Holy Spirit was leading me and the Holy Spirit was leading John and Nanelle to come to this church. It's all the Holy Spirit I like to take credit for it, but I can't. You can't take any credit for it. See, in eternity, there is no such thing as time. Man made time. God sees everything is that you're born in a certain year and you live to a certain year and you keep on moving. You pass the baton to someone else and they do better than you did. That's the truth. They do something that is in their time. There's a time for everybody. But everybody needs to be able to understand that all of us in this room has a touch of God on our life and we need to hear from the Holy Spirit more than anything else. There was a ship, and they'll throw a ship up on the screen in a moment. There was a ship, and I used to take a lot of ships and travel around on cruise. It's an amazing thing to look at these ships. These ships are something because they have a captain there. They have a crew there. And then they have an engineer there and they know exactly where they're going. They know exactly where they're going. And it's an amazing thing. If you didn't have that captain and you didn't have that crew and you didn't have the engineer, you could get nowhere. You've got to have direction in your life. And the Holy Spirit wants to help us to understand that he is trying to direct our life. He started talking way back in those years gone past. He had a plan at that moment and some of the struggles at that moment really make you into something better at this moment. And God does those sort of things. People don't catch it. But all of a sudden you find yourself that God is leading you step by step and moment by moment. Now, if you didn't have that direction, you could be like another type of ship. You could be a ship that's just sitting there doing nothing. Nothing at all. And that ship would have no direction. It wouldn't have a captain in it. It would have a crew in it. It would have an engineer. And it doesn't know where it's going. You've got to have the Holy Spirit leading you day by day, week by week, month by month, throughout your whole lifetime. Because if you don't have the direction of the Holy Spirit, you really are nothing. Because God is trying to teach us something. He's teaching us a better way of living our life. Now, there's a passive scripture that I like, and I want you to read it with me in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse 13. Because this verse is, and the second verse that I'm gonna read is very important for us to understand that the Holy Spirit is all the time trying to lead us. But a lot of people don't hear from the Holy Spirit. They hear from themselves. You can't hear from yourself. You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. 
If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, it'll lead you day in and day out. There'll be good times and there'll be bad times. There'll be ups and downs and ins and outs, but you just stay close to the Holy Spirit and he'll lead you day by day. And you'll be a person who's got a direction for your life. If you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, you are nothing. But if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you can move toward your destiny in life. And that's what it's all about. Now look at this verse 13 in your Bible. Enter ye in by the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth, that leadeth to destruction. And many there be that go in and find it there. There are a lot of people who don't understand it. They're living in a way of thinking that's hurting their lives, hindering their lives. Now, I've gone through some struggles in my life from the time I started in Texarkana, directed by the Holy Spirit, through many times in my life where I thought my life was over. I've gone through some rough times in my life. But in those rough times, I found that there was an unbelievable Holy Spirit speaking to me and telling me how to live my life and move towards success in anything I do in life. You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit because if you don't, you're living to a lifestyle that is destructive. You're living a lifestyle that's feeling and begin to move into something that's going to hurt you. You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a personality. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He wants to talk to you and he's here right now and he'll lead you day in, day out, moment by moment through your life. But if you do not learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit, you could be living in destructive mentality. God doesn't want you to live that way. You're the child of God. How many of you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to go to heaven? Well, you should listen to heaven more every day. The Holy Spirit is trying to talk to you all the time. That's what John and Linnell and people in this church and their pastoral staff is trying to teach people to listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, I've gone through some tragedy in my life and some good things in my life and bad things in my life. And every time that I really listened to the Holy Spirit, it always turned out right. Every time I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit, it always turned out wrong. So I had to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, you're doing what yourself wants to do and it will never really turn out right. Now, verse 14, look at that passive scripture. It said, because straight is the great and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. And listen carefully to this. It said, and few there be that find it. Very few people really listen to the Holy Spirit. They just mess their lives completely up, live in destruction because they're not listening to someone that is there to give them direction and lead them forth into their life. He is already ahead of you and he's saying, why don't you follow me and follow me up to the place that I've got an, a blessing for your life. But a lot of people aren't listening to him. It's extremely important. Through the years, as I said earlier, I did a good thing. I listened to the Holy Spirit and called John. John drove down here, found this place, been here for all these years, got a great church, gonna build bigger church, everything. It's all listening to one person, the Holy Spirit. And if you listen to him, it will all turn out just right. But a lot of people go through all the passages in the scriptures and listen to all the promises in the scriptures and never get those promises fulfilled 
in their life because they're really listening to themselves. They're not listening to the Holy Spirit. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, he'll lead you day in and day out. So I really believe that a lot of people are thinking wrong. Their thinking is messed up. They've got to listen closely to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. He'll help you in business. He'll help you financially, help you in your marriage, help you with your children, help you with your health, help you with everything you face in life. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, you're gonna live in destructive mentality. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, you're gonna live in the abundant mentality. You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. And that's what's beginning to happen. It says very few people find it. Very few people. Now, after all these years, because I am a little bit older than I used to be, I'm 68 years old. I've been preaching for 39 years now. I made my living preaching for 39 years. And that's pretty good when you go through some of the problems I went through. And I'll explain some of those to you. Because God has got to be able to be able to burst something deep inside of us. Let us say, I can't make it without you. And all of a sudden, a bad problem will come. It's not to destroy you. It's really to make you. When you hit a bad problem, that's when you start seeking God. You don't get mad at God. You say, God, I'm trying to find you. Be able to instruct me. Let me hear from you. Lead me in and out through my life. And he'll begin to do it. So I really think a lot of people are thinking thoughts that are destructive thoughts. And God wants them to think a good way. A good word. Didn't you say that thy will be done, thy kingdom come, thy will be in my life? God wants this to happen in all of our lives. God really wants to make it easy for you and me. But we make it hard because we're really not listening to the Holy Spirit. We're really listening to ourself over and over again. That's what it says in John 10, 10. He says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it, what? More abundantly. What is this abundant life? It's listening to the Holy Spirit day in, day out, week by week, month by month. It started way back in this church in 1976. It started way back. God doesn't have a thing on time. God doesn't see time. We see time. God says, it's my plan. This is my purpose. And this church in 50 years from now, if God tarries, will be better and bigger and greater than it is right now. Because God has a plan for this church. Long as I do what God has called me to do and John and his wife does what God has called them to do and leads you and you do what God has called you to do, all of a sudden you'll find this church better and bigger when we're all walking around here and not even walking very good. Amen. It's an amazing thing to watch this thing, but I really believe a lot of people don't understand it. But very few people find it. Very few people understand it. And I had to go through some rough situations in my life. And I'm able to tell you those rough situations didn't make me depressed. They motivated me. I went through a bad, bad, massive stroke. I was paralyzed on my left side. I couldn't speak. One portion of my brain is destroyed. I was supposed to not ever speak again. I was not being able to quote verses again. I was supposed to not be able to stand in front of you and talk right now. That is a proven fact. That's not thought, that's fact. Yes. 
but I'm okay now. Isn't it amazing how that you do something positive? I heard the Holy Spirit say to me in my mind, if you would listen to me and if you do exactly what I tell you to do, you'll come out of this. It took me four years. Four years, not four days, not four hours, four years to be able to come back and speak and do everything that I do at this moment. Four years, but in that problem, I started saying, I believe in the abundance of God and God is going to satisfy and completely heal me, and he did. But I started listening to him and I started humbling myself. I always had a problem with a little cockiness inside me. But that cockiness got out of me through these problems. When they taught me how to walk again, and they taught me how to lift my arm again, and they taught me how to speak again, I'm gonna tell you something. It brings humility inside of you. If you've ever gone through a problem, and some of you gone worse problems than I've gone through, but I'm telling you, that was a bad situation. But in it, I said, God, I believe that you can heal me. And he did. And I'm here to give you testimony about it because it's real. Don't you understand what it says in Proverbs 23, verse seven? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking in your heart? What is your heart really thinking? Is your heart really thinking, is God be Lord? Is he king? Is he in charge? Or are you thinking, am I in charge? He can do anything if he's in charge, but it's down inside your heart. I learned something about the brain. The brown, most people don't use but 10% of their brain. But scientists tell you your brain is always working. Even when you're asleep, it may slow down, but it's always working. That's a new scientific ideas now. I would say that people need to be able to understand that the Holy Spirit wants to anoint your brain to think better. You're not alone. You're alone if you think you're alone. And in the midst of my problem, I started realizing that my God was with me. I was upset when I was in my stroke. I, I, it was a tough situation. Three men visit my office. You'll never find out their names, never. Three men visited my hospital room. They looked at me and I was vegetable. I couldn't speak. And they looked at me and they said, well, he's not gonna pastor that church anymore. The second one said, he's not gonna be able to lead Church of Rock International anymore. And the third one said, and his wife is gonna leave him. I wanted to get out of the bed and be buster. Because I've got a really, I think, a sweet-looking little woman. And I, feel, I started realizing if I died, there'd be some guy knocking on the door, Carl, the Lord sent me over here to talk to you. And I said to myself, that's not going to happen to me. I said, I've got to get well. I'm not going to have some man steal my wife. Now, when those three men were in that room that day, I said, I want to get out of the bed and whip them. But then the Holy Spirit spoke to me in my mind when I could not speak. I couldn't say why or when or nothing out of my lips. And he said, if you do not learn agape love, I won't heal you. Cause a lot of people understand filios love. 
They understand friendship love, relationship, friendship love. But agape love is a higher level. And he said, if you don't get it, I won't. You know what? I found it. And when I walk up to those guys and I know who they are, I never forgotten. I could hug their neck and kiss them on the cheek and tell them how wonderful they are because I realized that I was in the presence of God who healed me. It's an amazing thing to watch this thing happen. You've got to get to the place that you hear the Holy Spirit. It's a testimony of my life. I had the problem and Sonny knows it and John knows it and other people know that what I went through, if they saw it, they would understand that it was absolutely true. But you gotta listen to him. See, he's bigger than cancer. He's bigger than heart disease. He's bigger than any problem. But you gotta believe because if you don't believe, you're not going to achieve. It's a big thing. As a man thinketh in his heart. Why in the world are we thinking in our heart? And a lot of people are trying to be, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna get what I want. Well, get what God wants. Amen. Not what you want, but what God wants. It's bigger than anybody can ever tell you about. You gotta listen to the Holy Spirit. Verse 13 says that very few find it. Very few find it. Now that's been my discovery. And when I got cocky again, it always happens to all of us, we're all cocky. And I got a little cocky and I quit, you know, and all of a sudden I had this problem hit me. Another problem hit me. I didn't like the problem, but it hit me. And in the midst of that problem, it's amazing how God's begin to speak to me in the problem. I remember one day when I was driving home, I felt like there was something in my throat. I told my wife, she said, you're going to the doctor? I said, no. And we had an argument because I didn't want to go to the doctor. But she took me anyway, amen? And they did open heart surgery. In the midst of that problem, I was thinking, well, if I go to heaven, I'll be okay. And I asked the doctor, do you know what you're doing? I said, doctor, do you know what you're doing? He says, well, I got three outside ready to do it right now. I said, I don't have to do it. He's a 70-year-old man that hands were in bronze. He knew exactly what he was doing. And he said to me, I don't have to do years. I got two or three outside that wants me to do it for them. He did it, and I'm perfect. I run three miles every morning. People say to you, why did, why, did you, why did you go through that problem? I know why I went that problem. It broke me. It made me hear God in a deeper way. A deeper way. I understand it, but very few people find it. As long as you find it in this church, this church go and bigger and bigger and bigger till the people can't, you can't get them in. Because you'll say, there's God in that place. That pastor hears from God. His wife hears from God. Their staff hear from God. And it will just keep on growing from 70 
five years and all the things that happened in his problem, so many miracles. It's unbelievable to watch it happen. Let me give you three things and I'll close in a few moments. It's an amazing thing to realize that Matthew, the seventh chapter, I want to read this verse to you in verse seven and it'll come up on the screen. It says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. That's just three points. That's a simple message. Ask, seek, and knock. A lot of people don't even understand this thing called asking. Now I told John's wife tonight, you really have prayed for your children. I watch them on Facebook. They're, they're beautiful. John and his wife obviously spent a lot of time praying. Because it always comes out somehow somebody watches and experiences children. You got to pray for them every day. You got to walk around praying for them all the time. Because they're going to do what they want to do. She goes, you got to spend a whole lot of time praying for them. I remember sitting down with my wife when everything started changing my life. I said, Cora, what do you really want to do? Just tell me, what do you really want to do? She said, well, I'm, your, I'm, your, I'm married to a preacher. I'm married to you. I said, no, 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 not me. What do you really want to do? She went, she scratched her head and she looked and said, I want to be a realtor. I said, a realtor? She's a third generation realtor. She's on ABC News right now. She does it on television now. She's phenomenal. She made a lot of money. So I said to her, I said, well, go for it. She had to go back to school. She got back in school, started selling homes, uh, 25 million. The house is 25 million. The ranches were six and seven or eight million. And it just seemed like, where did it come from? And it wasn't from our church. It's called the favor of God. You can't explain it. But you can pray for it. And all of a sudden it begins to show up. You ask, I start saying, bless my wife. I love spending her money. I'm serious. She bought me a nice little car. She did all of it. I just love her. I said, honey, I'm so happy you're blessed because I can spend her money. And she's enjoying doing it. And she still likes me. Thank God. After all these years, she still likes me. Thank God, we're partners. So I started watching, but you gotta ask. So I began to pray every day for my wife. Let her sell, let her make money, let her do this. Help us, God, pay for my house, pay for my car, pay for my life. And she started being blessed. And I started using her money. 
You gotta ask, folks. Very few people find it. They just don't get it down. You pray all the time. My son, I pray for him constantly because he's strong. My son is six foot one, about 205 pounds. He started jujitsu when he was a little bitty boy. He can whip me. I married Chuck and Gina Norris, the Texas Rangers. I married them. My son started karate when he was a little bitty boy. He can whip me. But he respects me. My son now is the assistant attorney general of Texas. He's a lawyer. He's a captain in the Army Reserves. It's amazing. My daughter, I adopted her from Russia. She's six foot two. She makes some of you look small. She's six foot two. I look up to her. I say, you'll do what I say. And she looked at me and said, no, I won't. I said, yes, you will. She's six foot two. She was on a volleyball scholarship at Austin College in Sherman, Texas. Hurt a little back and decided she wanted to do something else with her life. She wanted to be a pilot. So she went to University of Alaska. And now she's a bush pilot. She lands on ice every day. Flies in the mountains. I pray for her a lot. She's already a bush pilot, 21 years old. You gotta pray, ask. You gotta believe. And I love it, I'm saying this to you. When you really get down, I believe for my wife and my son and daughter more than I believe for anybody. It's amazing when you start asking with all your might, what will end up happening? God began to do things. Very few people find it. So I practiced something. I learned this from Larry Lee many years ago. Pray a lot. Pray all the time. I just decided not to stop ever praying. So I pray and I pray and I pray. I asked, I asked, I asked. I went through a tough time on this problem with my heart. They'll show you a picture of me laying in bed. That was a big picture right there. I looked pretty miserable, didn't I? Look at my eyes. If you can see my eyes, I'm going, oh God, can you hear me right now? And he did. Sometimes stress puts pressure, don't ask for it, that makes you hear from God like nothing else can make you hear. It's an amazing thing when you go through this thing and so you asked. For everyone who asks, Matthew 7 verse 8, receives. What if you knew that everything you prayed for will be answered? God cannot lie. If God cannot lie, then everything he says is true. Now you've got to have a little wisdom. But even if you are stupid, God will help you out of your stupidity. Because he's a gracious, kind God. Yeah. I've had it many times in my stupid life 
when I was in a problem, I couldn't get out of it. Oh God, and God made a way. And I've learned, say, God, why don't I listen to you clearer? Why don't I seek your face? Why don't I really hear from you? Why do I bring on this destruction in my life? Whatever you think, whatever you think in your heart, God will speak to your heart about what he's going to do. Listen carefully. It could be in anything in life that you're trying to do. It's an amazing thing. Seek, number two. Y'all know the verse. It says in Hebrews eleven six, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's rewarded those who diligently Seek him. Now this is a big one. Many times we are living in destruction because we're not diligently seeking him. When you get in a tough situation, make sure that you get discipline in your heart and you seek him with all your might. Don't do something stupid. It won't turn out right. It is destructive. But if you listen to him and you do exactly what his word and his spirit is saying, it is an abundant lifestyle. America did this recently. Don't get me wrong. I don't know who you voted for and that doesn't matter. But people voted. And I'm saying our stock market looks like it's up right now. It's amazing to watch what's happening right now. See, I believe that God's word is telling the truth. How many believe this word is telling the truth? Then you can't lose if you follow the word and the spirit. Make sure the timing of the spirit is with the word. You gotta have a balance of spirit and word. When I was living in Canada, we used to um, go out and take an axe and try to chop down a tree and then make a, a group of logs to be able to put on the fireplace. And it was hard work. It was hard work. But one day, a guy came walking up to me one day and he said, why don't you use my chainsaw? I said, what? He said, won't you use a chainsaw? He said, you can borrow my chainsaw. Why are you beating yourself to death? I said, what? He told me how to start the chainsaw. And it was amazing. I was able to cut a tree down and be able to have wood to put on the fire. It's fast. Don't you understand that most of you are still into with axes and destructive living? and you're not into an understanding that God is trying to make it easy for you. He said, well, I'm going to do it myself. Go ahead. It'll drive you crazy. It did me. Why do people keep doing it? I don't know. 
It's human nature. Do it God's way. He's trying to make life easy for you. That's why this church is blessed. We've been extremely blessed by hearing the voice of God. And I'm going to say this. No, no way taking credit for it. When I called John over there in Palestine, Texas, that was God. Didn't even know it was God, but it was God. You understand? God is trying to tell us something, but we keep on Missing out on the abundant lifestyle because we're going to do it our way. I've made up my mind. I'm going to get what I want. Then go ahead. It will fall apart. Faith is always going. It's like a muscle. You use it enough, you get big muscles. If you don't use it very much, you become puny. God is trying to teach something. Now, what has happened to me over months, over, and I'm 68. If I'm not grown up now, I'll never grow up. If I'm not grown up now, I'll never, well, I gotta wait till he's 105 and then he'll grown up. I'm grown. I just did my 50th high school reunion. I am grown. So we gotta be able to understand this. So we seek, we ask, we seek, and we don't give up. It's month after month, after year after year, and decade after decade. And then all of a sudden in God's time, he says, look what he did. It's an amazing thing to watch this thing happen in our lives. Why don't you make it easy on yourself? Very few find it. I was watching John a few moments ago, and this is maturity, because I've been doing this a long time. I was watching how he's loving Jesus. I watched him kneel down on his knees. I watched him humble himself before God. I said, this guy's going to have the biggest church in this city. It's real. God help us to get this down. We have to learn to wait on God. See, a lot of people don't want to wait on God. They want it all in one day. I want it now. If you don't do it now, God, I'm not going to play. Well, God said, don't play. (laughs) Go on down the road. He's God. We are his servants. He's God. Ask. Seek. And then number three is knock. That's persistence. Over and over again, persistence. Don't give up. Stay with it. Through my stroke, I stayed with it. I could have got mad at God. I could have said, I'm through, God. I'm going to walk out on you. I'm not going to serve you no more. What in the world is going on right now? I'm just through with this. Why am I sitting here, can't even speak, can't even walk? I'm just through with it. And God would have told me, you're through. Because he's God. But I had to say, okay, Lord. You're the only one I could turn to. 
You're the only one that can help me to keep my wife, to see my son blessed, see my daughter blessed, oh God, and to heal my body. You're the only one. You got to keep that attitude. Persistence over and over and over again. And you got to stay with it time and time after time. Because Jesus can't lie. He can't lie. But do we believe that he can't lie? Second Chronicles, most of us know this verse, 7.14. Listen to what it says. And this is just what I believe personally in my own heart happened in America. If my people, which are called by my name, would just humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. I believe that I believe this. This is me. I believe you're in the most promising time of your life in the next few years. That's me. I got to meet with Donald Trump personally. It wasn't because of me, it's because of my son. He is the assistant attorney general. It was an amazing thing to see that happen. Whether I farm or not farm, that's not the issue. I got to meet him. In my life, I got to jog with George Bush at Cooper Clinic. That's my life. It's not a lie, it's a truth. You're not bragging when you're telling the truth. It's bragging when you're lying. Come on. Tell the truth. It's not lying. He's telling the truth. I married a good-looking woman. Hallelujah. It's the truth. And thank God, America, I really believe something good is going to happen. Matthew 7, 14. Let's look at it one more time. Narrowly is the way which leadeth to life, and few find it. Are you going to find it? I promise you, your small group ministry will double, triple, go completely bananas if you as people in this room make up your mind that you're going to have a spirit control meeting. It'll just go completely beyond your imagination. God help us. Isn't that easy? It's very easy. I got it nice right now. All I do is travel. I'm not pastor no more except some pastors. It's pretty nice. <laughs> it's not hard no more. It used to be hard. It wasn't hard. John's got it pretty difficult. He's got to find answers for people. If you don't have the right answer, they'll get upset with him. He's pastoring. You need to pray a lot for John and Anel. 
and the pastoral team. You need to ask every day to bless them. There ain't nobody perfect. I am not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. If you think somebody's perfect, you better go on to heaven. Because that's the only place you're going to find anybody perfect. Hear me when I say this one thing more. And I say this often. When I get to heaven someday, there won't be any demons there. There'll be no devil there. There'll be no house payment there. There'll be no electricity payment. I'll be in heaven. Everything will be wonderful. And that well, thank God you're going. How many glad you're going to heaven? But why don't you bring a little heaven here on earth by listening to the Holy Spirit and listening carefully to him and let him begin to instruct you and make you great leaders to change this city forever. And people will get saved because you being evangelistic and ministering to people that don't have a way in this world, they'll find a way. In my life, I was just a little boy that was on drugs in Texarkana. I was selling it from Dallas to Texarkana. I was a mixed up little kid. I'd go to churches with my long hair in those hippie days and everybody tried to get demons out of me. I didn't have a demon. I was looking for an answer. It was an amazing thing. I was looking for somebody to love me. Pat over there, I remember Pat Stewart. Her dad was Hooks. When I was a little bitty boy, he would bring groceries and put it on my front porch. We had nothing to eat. You remember that? And I would always see Mr. Hooks leaving the I said, what's he doing that for us? Because we had nothing to eat. Great man. Pat's still working at this church, I think. An inheritance happened there. It was passed on. It's an amazing thing to watch that. I remember the first time I had a revival in this city. There was a thousand kids. Am I right, Pat? Over a thousand kids. Hippies. Motorcycle gangs. They would beat you up. They were all scared of me. That's how crazy I was. Am I right, Pat? They all got saved. I remember one time at Lake Padman, this happened. I was sitting there telling about miracles. And all these guys on the motorcycle said, well, show us one. Here's three people deaf. They can't hear. True? And I felt like I was in a bubble. It surrounded me. And they brought them to the table. And I prayed for them. And they all got healed. I remember that. That happened. I remember walking with, I guess, a thousand kids down state line years ago. They didn't know what to think about these kids that didn't know what they were doing. But we found Jesus. We started hearing from Jesus and no one conditioned us and made us stop hearing from Jesus. And all of a sudden, it began to spread 
It's amazing. It's a real, real thing. This is real. This actually happened. And here we are right now in this church. I remember times on Martin Luther King Boulevard when the air conditioner would never come on. The thing would never, and I'd leave and I'd say, stop everybody, I'll be back in a few moments and I'd run out in my message and turn that thing and make it work. And then I'd come back in. It was amazing. And then we didn't have enough money to pay for the electricity. I remember those things. And here you are in this great church. Here you are with this man of God and this woman of God, which I can take credit for because I heard from God. He'd have never came here if I didn't call. You would not have John and a nail here if I didn't call. <laughs> Makes me feel kind of good. Think about it. But here they are. It's an amazing thing. Hear from God, folks. Very few people do it. That's it. Very few. Stand up, everybody. I'm going to pray for you. My church grew to be thousands of people in Dallas, Texas. It's an amazing thing to watch it, church grow. Thousands of people. I remember I stand in front of them and say, why are they showing up? Why? I couldn't figure it out because I'm not the smartest guy in the world. My son is. He made straight A's at Harvard. So it's in my genes. He made straight A's. It's in my genes. So the issue is, it had to be, I asked. I married a good looking woman. She still looks at me at 38 years. She still likes me. I sure am happy about that one. And then I wanted a little girl and I got her. And now she's flying. I said, honey, she's flying solo. She's doing it all. She's joining the Marine Corps. She wants to be a pilot for the Marine Corps. She wants to fly one of those FedEx jets someday. She'll do it. I'm not going to fly with her. <laughs> but she'll do it. You got to ask. Seek. Make it easy, folks. Be persistent. Don't quit. Now, please, lift your hands to heaven. Let me just pray over you. There's not a doubt in my mind. There's not a thought in my mind at all except the blessing of the Lord will come upon this church. You're going to be blessed. Be able to understand that God will do this because He wants to. 
It will happen because He wants it to happen. It's not your mind, it's His mind. It's going to happen. Thousands of people are going to be able to find Jesus and know Jesus and be changed. Whatever you build will be filled. Whatever you do will be completed. Money will be supplied. It's already starting to come here. It's already happening in people's minds. There are going to be some people that get involved in some type of business or inheritance that's going to be able to bless this church with great financial blessing. It's going to happen because it's already planned in God's planning. Now it's time for everybody to begin to worship just for a moment. Let it come out of your mouth. Give God praises right now. Let it come through your lips. Begin to worship Him.